Hello, in today's episode, we are going to start in on our second R in our 3R framework, and that is the R of relationships. And we're going to kick it off with talking about our relationship with God. Welcome to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This podcast is for the husbands and fathers who are not satisfied with the status quo. You see, to be exceptional means to be rare, better than average, or deviating from the norm. On this journey, we will look at practical strategies, tips, and even experiments to break out of the usual and surprise our spouses, and at times, even ourselves. You are listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. Why settle for average when exceptional is an option? I'd like to welcome everyone to the Exceptional Husbands Podcast. Uh, I am Joe Sellers, your host for this podcast, and I'm going to go ahead and kick it off today with just a little bit of a review. As I said in the uh, intro, we are going to be talking about the second R in our three R framework of, called relationships, but I did want to review just a little bit. So in our previous podcast, uh, we mentioned how I believe that life can be lived to the fullest by following a three R framework of reps, relationships, and responsibilities. In reps, we have exercise, nutrition, and sleep, which you can listen to the previous podcast to find out more about those three areas of reps. And today, as I said, we're going to start about relationships. And those three areas of relationships are God, family, and associates. And then the third R that we'll talk about at a later date are responsibilities. And that is leadership, career, and finances. And so that's just kind of an overview. Uh, I usually put in the, the framework a diagram of it into the show notes so that you can always click on that and kind of have a visual representation of it. But as I said a couple times now, we are going to start with relationships, particularly our relationship with God. Now, I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, you may or may not believe in God, but I personally, I believe in God. He has been my, my strength. He has been uh, such a, a help for me throughout my life. And so I do have a personal relationship with God. And so that's why when we start talking about relationships, I do believe I, I more or less have to start with relationship to God because in my life, I know from my personal experience that that is the absolute most important relationship I can have. And, you know, as I said, I am a Christian. So my main text that I use to guide my life and lead my life by is the, the Bible, the six, um, six, six books, Genesis to Revelation. And so um, I do want to kind of clarify that. And, and you know, when you, if you're a Christian, you've read the Bible at all, sometimes it can be real confusing. It can be like, oh my gosh, there's so much in here. There's so many do's. There's so many don'ts. I should do this. I should do that. And to be honest with you, it can get confusing. And you can think, oh my gosh, there's so much to keep track of. So today in our talk about relationship with God, I'm going to simplify the Bible for you. Like maybe you've never heard it before in your life. So here's the deal. I, I discovered this many years ago. I was sitting on the couch with a fellow youth pastor in Washington State. We were chatting, and, and I came up with a phrase. And that phrase is, living the great commandment to fulfill the great commission. Now, the great commandment is found in Matthew 22, 36 through 40. And the great commission is found in Matthew 28, the last words that Jesus spoke to the disciples for ascending to heaven. We're not going to cover that. That's a different topic for a different day. But I do want to reference that that passage I talked about just then with Matthew 22, 36 through 40, because I believe that just this handful of verses can literally summarize the entire Bible, Genesis to Revelation, 
for you. So, so here's what the, the verse says. And a little bit of the background, one of the, one of the, uh, the, the guys that came up that were trying to trap Jesus into and asking him questions. And so one of them came up and said, teacher, which is the most commandment in the law of Moses? So historical setting, this is set obviously uh, uh, after Christ had started his ministry. So this is, you know, like in, in probably around 33, 35 uh, AD. So, so they're, they're asking him, you know, what's the most important law of Moses? Because at that time, of course, they followed the law found in the first five books uh, in, in the Bible, the, the Pentateuch and, and the, the teachings of Moses. And so Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And once again, that's Matthew 22, 36-40. Now, I already said that what I'm about to share with you can summarize the entire Bible. So let me let me explain why I say that with, with absolute confidence. So that, that last uh, verse here, verse 40, it says, The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. Now, when you think about Jesus' time, the, the Bible that they had at that time was the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, you had the law and the prophets. You know, everything pointed to Jesus, of course. But so if you think about it, he was basically saying, if you want to summarize the entire Bible with all of its commands, all of its do's, all of its don'ts, all this, it's real simple. Two, two rules here and kind of a... a one and a 2A and a 2B, if you would. But the first one is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. So everything you are, your, your, your heart, so your love, the, the, your, your, the part that makes you you, the thing that gives you life, the thing that beats inside of your chest right now, with all of that, your soul, your, the one eternal part of, of your being, your soul, love, love God with all of that. And then your mind, which... You know, if you're like me, that's usually the the biggest challenge because my mind can go 37 different directions in in one time, and so sometimes it's hard to really focus your mind. But if you love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, that's the first commandment. And then the second, which has what I say is a is a two A and a two B, is you know two A. The obvious one is love your neighbor, but then it also says to B as yourself. And so love your neighbor as yourself. So we're going to get into that a little bit more. But, but when you look at the first R in relationships, obviously the most important relationship that you can have is your relationship with God. Now, I want to take a time to, to share this with you. You know, this is my faith. Maybe you don't have the same belief as I do. And that's okay. You're, you're entitled to believe what you believe. I can't believe for you. Your mom and your dad can't believe for you. A pastor or some other priest or something can't believe for you. It's a very personal decision. And so no, no pressure here, no stress if you don't believe the same way I do. But obviously, because this is the way I pattern my life, I'm just going to share with you the way I live. And the way I live is that I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and he died for my sins so that when I come to him and I say, Jesus, please forgive me my sins, come into my life, and be the Lord of my life. Now what that does is, that means that all the guilt, all the shame, 
all the, the bad things I've ever done in my life, that gets washed away by the blood of Jesus, by his sacrifice on the cross. But you see, the cool thing about this is that, and this is where Christianity differs from, from every other religion in the world, our main centerpiece of, of a person that we focus on is, is Jesus, Jesus Christ, okay? The Old Testament points toward him. The New Testament talks all about him. And so we focus on Jesus Christ. Now, if you look at other world religions, the huge difference there is if you look at the main people that they focus on, guess what? They're dead. Those guys have all died, gone to the grave, and they stayed there. The huge difference with Christianity is our main focal point for our um, belief is Jesus Christ. And so not only did he die, and he didn't just die. He didn't die of old age. He actually died as a sacrifice on the cross for our sins. But then here comes the huge difference between us and all the other world religions is he was raised again on the third day after his death. He is alive, and then he ascended into heaven. He now sits at the hand of the, of the Father interceding for us. And so that's, that's huge. That's colossal. And this is why I know that the most important relationship for me to have in my life is God. Now, this is the Exceptional Husbands podcast. And as I've said in the past, obviously, um, the things that I teach here, the things that I share here, the things that we go over here, these things are good for anybody. It's not just for husbands, obviously. Um, Wives, single men, single women, children, retired folks, whoever can, can gain benefit from what I'm talking about. But I'm going to speak specifically to the husbands right now. And well, once again, this, this can really go for anybody. So, so I guess husbands, I'm talking to you, but wives, if you're listening or single folks, if you're listening, please, please, please take note of this. Okay. So the reason that we start the first part of the, of the first R, uh, or the R of relationships with God is he is the most important relationship in your life. And so what you need to do in your life is you need to say, am I looking to anyone else besides God to meet my, my deepest needs? Now, if you're married, then obviously we have a helpmate. We have a best friend. We have someone that helps us through life that, that we do life together with, you know, the original plan in the garden was Adam and Eve being towards each other, not the husband lording over the wife or the, or the wife manipulating the husband, but them really working together side by side, you know, face to face in unity together, dealing with life and its challenges together. But are your deepest needs, are you looking to have your deepest needs met by a spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, someone else on this planet or God? And the truth is, if you're looking for anyone besides God to meet your deepest needs, then I can assure you, you're going to be disappointed because no one else in the whole world, no one else on this planet can meet your needs like God can. Now think about that. Nobody but God can meet your deepest needs. So what that means is if if I put this really unfair pressure on my wife to meet my, my deepest needs, then a few things happen. One, my whole relationship or relationships get totally messed up. I am putting unbelievable pressure on her and I'm putting her into a role that guess what? As amazing as my wife is, she could never fulfill that because the only one who can meet my deepest needs is God. Now, once again, I'm not given 
you know, spouses the the free reign here to just not do anything and not be supportive and to be condescending. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. Don't take my words and twist them. But what I'm saying is that my deepest needs are met by God and God alone. Yes, my wife obviously meets all kinds, a whole list of needs that I have. But at the end of the day, when I lay my head down on the pillow, and actually first of the morning when I turn over and put my feet on the ground, God is my deepest needs meter. He's the one who meets me right there. He's the one that I lean into. And I can I could sit here and I could literally go on probably for hours and tell you story after story after story after story where I hit walls in my life. I went through the deepest, darkest valleys in my life. I went through the darkest nights of my soul. And I'm telling you, the one who pulled me through those things was God. Did I have friends and family that helped me? Of course I did. Was I ever really alone, even physically? No, not really. But I'm sure that most of you listening to this right now, if you look back on your life, I can almost guarantee you that there have been times in your life that you could be in the most crowded room that you can think of and feel absolutely alone. Now, what happens lots of times is in my life, maybe not in yours, but in my life, those times that I've felt the most alone, even in the middle of a huge crowd, those are usually the times that I have been really looking to someone else to meet my needs. That at the end of the day, when I, if I were to do a, a summary of, okay, what needs have been met today, I was usually or probably putting that on somebody else instead of God. Now, like I said, that's, that's just me. And then what would happen is I would turn around and realize, wait, God, I need you. You are my everything. I do want to love you with all my heart, all my soul, and all my mind. And if you think about it, heart, soul, and mind, those things are, are active. Those things aren't just, you know, just laying around. Those things are moving. Those things are active. Those things are working. Those things are going through life, dealing with life. And so if I take my entire being and first focus it on God, then my needs can be met. Now, what this means is it, it it means that he's going to be with you no matter where you're at or what you're doing. Now, obviously, it doesn't mean that I can just say, God help, and suddenly all my problems go away. I never have any more problems. Everything is just beautiful and rainbows and unicorns. So, And, and I think sometimes that's how Christianity gets sold. Oh, just come to Jesus, and you'll never have another concern or worry again in your life. Now, most of you, especially any any time that you've spent, if you've spent uh, if you're more mature and you've spent a lot of time in your walk with Christ, you know, man, life can really be hard sometimes. Life can really drain you. But God is always there with me. He doesn't magically remove all of my problems. He doesn't magically take all the, the pain away, but he walks through it with me. If you listen to my last podcast, uh, the, the one that dropped right after Easter, you know, I talked about my own personal healing miracle that I just experienced. And so, you know, those, those were some scary times. Go back and listen to that one. There are some scary times that I went through, but at the same time, no matter how concerned I was, no matter how worried I was, I knew that God was with me. I knew that my life was in his hands. And even if that, you know, what's the worst thing that could happen in your life that you can think of? Well, you, you could die. Okay. That's, that kind of ends it all, you know, game over. But with me, I knew that even if I died, I was going to spend eternity with Jesus in heaven. So it was a win-win. Now, of course, I wanted to live because I have an amazing wife, an amazing son, 
and two other amazing kids that I want to be here for as their father, as their husband, as their best friend. And, and I want to con- continue to support them and, and fulfill my requirements to them as a, as a husband and a father. But at the same time, if something were to happen to me, it's okay. It's okay because I'm in God. And so that's why the most important relationship that I could ever have is God. And so what I want to encourage you with as you're, as you're thinking about this, I want you to look at, at your relationship with God actually as a relationship. Now, I know that, that in modern religion, uh, and this can be in any number of world religions, if you think about, you know, the priest and you think about how they're set apart and, you know, they're, they're untouchable and, and it's hard to talk to them and you can't just sit down with them and they're better than you and they're up on this pedestal and all that. I want you to understand that, that you have a high priest in Jesus, that he is with you every step of the way, that you can come to him anytime, anywhere and talk to him. I'll tell you, when I was a kid growing up, some of the best conversations I had uh, with God was actually while I was mowing the yard. You know, sorry about the cherry tree, Dad. You know, I think I nicked it a couple of times there as I was, uh, you know, mowing the yard on the on the riding lawnmower, having some good conversations with God. But just going through life, you know, it, it is great when you have a focused devotional time or a quiet time, as some people call it. You know, to where you can sit down and and you get into the Word of God and you spend time in the Word and 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 then that is an awesome time. To, to have, and I encourage that. But at the same time, what you can do is you can simply go through life talking to him throughout your day. When I when I when I wake up, when I lay down in, in, the, in the night, and then every moment in between, I can be talking to God. Uh, now, okay, granted, if you're walking down the street, you know, talking to God, <clears throat> people might want to commit you because you're talking to yourself. But you know what I'm saying, okay? You can even in your mind, you can talk to God. God God hears your thoughts, uh, which may come as a shock to some of you, but <laughs> uh, he can hear your thoughts. He knows your heart. And so, but, but talk to him. And what I want to encourage you with too is while that's true, he's, he's not a zitty face teenager sitting behind a microphone in a fast food restaurant, because you see sometimes with, with God, we have this fast food mentality. We, we pull up to the window uh, or we pull up to the menu. Rather, we, we see all these great things that we, we could have, um, God says, may I take your order, please? And then we, we just lay out, you know, one by one what we want. And then we expect to drive right up to the window, you know, maybe pay some cash and get exactly what we wanted, exactly as we liked it. Bam, you know, minutes. If it takes more than, than five minutes, then you're getting mad. And sometimes that's that's the kind of box that we put God in. We put him as a, as a zitty face teenager handing out cheap fast food at a window. But that's not him because he wants relationship with you. So, and I know so many people in all my years, I've heard so many people say, well, I just wish God would tell me what to do. Well, I encourage you when we talk about having a relationship with God, here are just some, some absolute basics about how to, to practically walk out the relationship. First of all, I've already mentioned it is the word of God, Genesis to Revelation. I believe that that is how God speaks to us. I know myself that he has spoken to me directly from his word, words that were written sometimes thousands of years ago. But yet they speak to me today because the Word of God is living and active, and it moves in my life. So I encourage you, read the Word of God. Get into the Word of God. If you don't already have a Bible, by all means, get one. Um, there, there's, there's almost, most of you listening to this, if you're listening to this, you probably have a smartphone or a computer. 
And, you know, there's so many online Bibles right now. You know, I, I love the, the New Living Translation. Uh, for years, I, I read the, the New International Version, uh, the New King James Version. There's so many good versions of the Bible out there that you can read, and it can really speak to you. And if you're overwhelmed by this, you know, this gargantuous book, you know, Genesis to Revelation, I encourage you, start, start in the book of John. Start in the book of John and read about the life of Jesus Christ. And for encouragement, I encourage you to start reading um, the book of, of Psalm. The book of Psalms is, is full of, of, of Psalms and Proverbs, actually, those two together. It's full of, of practical advice that you can literally take and apply right now to your day-to-day. -day. So start off with, with the book of John in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And so book of John. Uh, talks about the life of Christ, and then Psalm and Proverbs. That's a great place to start. And then for you guys who are really ambitious and you want to read the whole Bible through, you know, instead of doing some super complex, read two chapters of this and three chapters of that, and do this, and you'll re get it all done in 365 days. That's awesome. And if you if that's your speed, go for it. But if you just want something basic, I encourage you start off your morning just reading one chapter. Open up the Book of Genesis and read one chapter. Pray and then think about it, meditate on it. Think about what you just read, and then you can come back and read another chapter the next day. Obviously, you can read more than one chapter at a time if you need to, or if you have something like Psalm 119, which is huge, you know, break it up in a few days. But get into the Word of God. That's that's the first way that you can really deepen your relationship with God. Second way that I've talked about throughout this this episode is is prayer. Prayer isn't some some magical uh, woo woo thing that, that you, you have to be in a certain position or you have to be in a certain state of mind, you have to be in a certain location to do. I assure you, you can pray anywhere, anytime. Uh, I've been in so many situations in my life where I had to, I, I had to pray quickly. I didn't have time to say our heavenly father, you know, trust me, if, if you start praying to him, he knows, he knows that you're talking to him. It's okay. But I encourage you to pray. And not just pray once a day or just pray over the meals, which, you know, obviously that's a good thing to do too. But really pray without ceasing. Pray throughout the day. Talk to him like like I'm talking to you right now, except the difference is that, you know, with him, he really will speak back to you. And the way that he speaks to you, it's like, you know, how do I hear the voice of God? I just wish God would speak to me. Like I said, the word of God. And I believe that he can also speak to you through a voice. That's that's through throughout the word of God. I know there's times I've almost heard the audible voice of God. What I what I would say was an audible voice. It, it made me turn around to see who had just come into the room. I know other folks who have heard a voice that they feel, they feel like it was like if you had a recording going, it would, they wouldn't be shocked if it picked it up because it was so real. But then the other way is there's just a knowing. There's just something in your heart, in your spirit, where you just feel like he's speaking to you. And so the word of God, great way that, that you can hear God praying and listening, another great way to hear God, but, but just that's how you deepen your relationship, the word of God and prayer. And then, you know, like the word also says, don't just listen to the word or read the word, but also do what it says. And so when you start putting that word into action in your life, that is the other way that you start walking with God, because you see, it is a daily walk. It's not just a Sunday thing because you know what if what if I only ate one one day a one day a week, how how healthy would I be? If I only went and sat down at one meal, and even if it was a two hour meal or a three hour meal, would that be enough to sustain me for the rest of the week? No, of course not. It's a relationship. 
it's an ongoing day by day, sometimes minute by minute, sometimes in my life I felt like it's second by second of my life where I've leaned into him, where I've talked to him, and then where I listen. Where I just Sometimes I think in today's world, it is so hard to just be quiet and sit still and listen. You know, when's the last time you just went by a, a lake or a river and just sat and just listened to the water running or listened to the birds singing? When's the last time you did that? Because most of us, we all, almost always have a device in our hands that we're looking at, that we're listening to. There's always noise. There's always chaos around us. And so sometimes it can be hard to just simply sit still, quieten your heart, quieten your mind. And like I said, for me, that's the biggest challenge is quietening my mind and just listen. Maybe talk to him a little bit. Maybe go ahead and tell him how you're feeling. Tell him what's going on in your life. Tell him the needs that you do have. But then after you tell him those needs, just sit and listen. And I believe that there can be such peace that you can find in that because that's that's really what I lean into in the most uh, tumultuous situations in my life. I've been able to find peace because I've been able to just sit in his presence, quieten my heart, quieten my soul, quieten my mind and say, yes, Lord, here I am. That's what I encourage you with today. So first R, uh, the first part of the second R rather is relationships. Most important is with God. I hope this has helped you. I hope that it's encouraged you. Uh, I encourage you to go ahead and and, uh, like this podcast, drop a comment if you want to, and, uh, and just send me a message and we'd love to hear from you. But I hope this is encouraging. You can go ahead and share it with others that if you know that there's someone out there who could really benefit from what we've shared today. And I hope that you have a great rest of your week whenever it is that you're listening to this. And we will see you next time on the Exceptional Husband Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Exceptional Husband Podcast. This episode has been brought to you by Today for a Better Tomorrow Life Coaching. I sincerely hope you found encouragement and fresh ideas were sparked for you to grow more today. If you'd like more focused help in becoming an exceptional man, husband, and father, check out www.t4bt.us. That's t4bt.us. Click on the Book a Clarity Session button to schedule a conversation with me to see if personal coaching might be something for you. For this first call, I waive my usual fees just to get to know you better and see if we might be a good fit for me to help you on your journey. Once again, that's www.t4bt.us. Thanks again for listening, and remember, Yesterday is gone forever and tomorrow is out of reach. All you can change is today.